Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pochcast. Today, Pochfad and Star will be having another absolutely riveting conversation with more wonderful, talented, and inspiring people. So, grab that drink, get your butt comfy, and hold on to your seat. This is the Pochcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to another episode of the Podcast. Here at the Podcast, we like to have fun, we like to be eventful, and we like to do things really, really important, like take naps. We've now woken up from a nap, and we are here with another guest. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great, because I don't think you guys have talked to anybody that's built a tank. Yeah, we'll get into that. So first, I would like to say hi to the person that's always here, that's always with me, that's always hanging out. Star, Star, how are you today? Please, for the love of God, don't say what I think you're going to say. I'm doing great. Thank you. You're very welcome. I don't know how to continue now. Um, She didn't say it. So, okay. Uh, okay. I... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> the person that we have here today that we get to hang out with, we get to talk to, and y'all get to hang out with and talk to, is, as I've been informed, to mm -hmm. always refer to him as Michael Ratsky. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you may know him as Ratsky on, on Twitch. Uh, you may know him as, as Michael if, if you've ever bumped into his car and he slapped you or gave you a hug. I don't know which one it would be, but... Um, th this is who we get to hang out with. How are you today, Ratsky? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. I, I'm stoked. I'm stoked that you're here. Um, we, we have a rapport. Many of you may or may not know. Uh, we used to be arm wrestle champions in 1988 together. Uh, it was a tag team arm wrestling championship. Uh, we, we, we took the world by storm. Uh, most people don't know that because it was never televised and after we took over, they just shut the whole thing down because they knew that we were going to dominate. But it was a good it was a good run for that year. Um, <laughs> it was it was even more impressive because I wasn't born until '93. Shit. <laughs> yep. So our tag team event was amazing. It was out of this world, as one may say. They're like, man, that little that wow. <laughs> Anyway, um, God, that just I just dated me, didn't I? Okay, but cool. I'm not gonna lie; it's kind of nice for a change because recently everybody's been older than me, so I've been the youngest in the group. The baby, the baby. Wait, you're not the baby this time. Mm -mm. Look at you go! I know. That's awesome. So, um, Rusty, I'm, I'm curious, and, and we'll just jump right into it, because it's something that I like to ask people, especially uh, when I meet them through Twitch and I meet them through, you know, social stuff. The, you, you hop on the Twitch thing, and you go live, and you press that button, and you do Twitch streams. I'm always curious why. Like, what, what was your reasoning or what was your thought process of going, hey, I'm going to go live and do a thing? Uh, so it started, I actually, I, I got on Twitch originally um, for one person. Uh, if I can shout out One Inch Heroes, is a good friend of mine. He's okay. a mini um, He started streaming on Twitch a couple of months before I did, and I was like, hey, I should, you know, tune in. And then it was like, hey, to, have, to chat, you need an account. I was like, all right, if you fucking say so. So I made an account. <laughs> um, 
so I was uh, I was hanging out with him on on Thursday nights. Um, actually, he's live right now. But um, oh, nice. So I started hanging out with him, and then I was looking around when he obviously he was only live once one night, two nights a week. So I started like looking around, and I was like, hey, I, I have like eight hours a day that I get paid to sit in front of a computer with three screens. Okay. I might as well pull something up to enjoy. So I was hanging out with a bunch of different people. I found some gamers. I found some communities. Um, eventually, I actually ended up in Moco, which we both know is a huge yep. community. Shout out to the Moco siblings. Absolutely. Um, so they they actually keep me entertained at work most days. Nice. Uh, but they are uh, they are pretty entertaining. They're I, extremely entertaining. I think I started watching them. I think it's coming up a year ago. So like March or April last year. Okay. Uh, something like that. But uh, a year, something like that. But I, I, I think I was in their community, I think, um, shortly after I started streaming. Uh, okay. Uh, and they really made me grow uh, as, you know, their community does to many people. Yeah, um, it does. I love that support. But but uh, a bunch of the people that I was following, I was like, hey, you know, uh, this seems to me this seems pretty easy. You hit the you hit the button called live, and, mm-hmm. and you just chat for like two hours, and you hang out with people. Um, yeah. So then I was like, well, you know what? It'd be kind of cool. I, I've always kind of wanted to teach CAD class, three D modeling, and three D printing. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just? do that live and people can come in and ask questions. Um, 100%. So that's actually exactly how it started was I went live and I was like, Hey, tonight we're going to work on CAD and we're going to 3d model. And I'm going to show you guys what I do and how I do it and why I do it a certain way. And, um, yeah, now I have my, my one year anniversary last September. Dude, congratulations. That's awesome. That is super awesome. Yeah, it's uh, just speaking of the the Moco community, um, it's funny. I I was actually in their streams for, I would say, two to three months uh, before they even knew who I was because I didn't really talk. I just lurked. Like, I'm a serial lurker. Like, I'm always lurking, and, and, you know, if someone's live and I see them on, I'll just pull them up while I'm at my office, you know, doing all the things I'm doing. Um, So I knew them pretty well, right? Months, months, months I've been in their, their streams. Yep. And so in, in my, my little brain of not thinking that it's a one-way mirror, you know, because, like, I'm watching them. They have no idea who I am. Um, they rated because of uh, crafting uh, win. Crafting win? Wait, was it? Craft win? wins. Yeah. Craft yep. wins, yes. Yeah, yeah, Because I knew craft wins from, you know, other rating in and, and hanging out with, with him. And one day Moko rated me. And I was just like, oh, cool. Because I was just like, yeah, of course they know me. I've been in there for months. And they came in and were just like, yeah, you know, Craft Wins recommended you. And I'm like, you guys have no idea who I am, do you? <laughs> I'm like, I've been in your streams forever watching, but I realize I just need to freaking talk. You know, you guys have no idea who I am. But that that community, it's 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 a good community. There's some good people oh, over there. Wonder, wonderful community over there. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I keep pestering them to, to come hang out and record with me. You know, I'm just like, come on, guys. Come on, come on, come on. Um, Can we just uh, throw back to last week when I got in trouble? Okay, dude, okay, speaking of their... their in- 
the way the way like you know you've grown rescue because of being in the moco and and you know people going over and checking out your streams and everything else um they didn't know that star streams and yeah they yeah, found that so, out uh, about that <laughs> they found that one out <laughs> look and Dude. i was getting in trouble for it and i'm like look i've been trying to promote the crap out of her and she tells me to stop it and knock it off and sh don't tell anybody and so you know i i shout her out all the time on my streams and tell everybody to tell their friends and then and then Deb's yelling at me. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Look, look, I I'm quiet. I have a very quiet, chill stream. I'm a quiet, chill person. I am not the kind of person to go announcing everything in everybody's damn channels. Okay, we'll get into that in another. We're gonna have a, a podcast, you and me. <laughs> I'm just arguing that point to you. But if you've been in Ratsky's channel. Like it's not that you're you know running around with with clown shoes dancing and and you know like you're pretty chill and and mellow for the most part in your streams, except when you're cussing a cad. But that's like everybody has a different style of their streams. Like that's one thing yep. that I, I yep. have liked about your streams a lot, Ratsky, is that it is pretty chill. And you you've the times that I've been there, you stream in the evening. For me, it's like in the evening, and it's. A super downtime for me you know to like relax through the day and it's it's super helpful like it's super helpful because you're pretty chill um and so i appreciate that i, I think that it's really cool having different types of you know because moco's crazy and it's a shit show i mean that's what they call literally it literally the title yeah. of the stream <laughs> See, i honestly think that's why i like them so much is because i'm such a non-chaotic person that I get to go and observe that kind of chaos. I get to watch a shit show without being in the shit show. <laughs> yeah, I, I turn on, so um, I actually, it's what I do for work as well, is is engineering and CAD. Um, okay, that's what I was going to ask, is is that, like, that's your, your 9 to 5, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So so I, I get up, I... I, I you know, I put my pants on one leg at a time, like everybody else. Um, but I go do I go Streamers do. Streamers don't work. have legs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, all right, you got you got me there. Um, <laughs> we are we are all torsos and arms and heads, and we have no legs. Um, that's true. Uh, actually, I stream VR some days, and uh, I do have legs. So so there. Uh, in VR, that's the no, one time. No, like I have the camera. Oh, whoa, 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 right whoa, now, okay. I turn okay. the camera around so you can see me doing the Beat Saber and shit. Oh, oh, hey. Uh, yeah. That? So a little bit about my stream, actually. As long as we're here. Yeah. yeah. So Wednesdays yeah, I do CAD and 3D modeling and 3D printing. I call it Workbench Wednesdays. Um, okay. It's whatever I have on the workbench. Uh, like last night was the turret that we were talking about earlier. Um, it's a uh, uh, double paintball turret with um, 50 cal ammo cans on the sides as hoppers. It's this, it's this giant thing. Um, That's we're we're touching on the tank that I made mention about earlier. Okay, I wasn't joking. For those of you that are listening, I wasn't joking. The man is building a tank. Uh, but but please please continue on. This excites me. I love this. So that's Wednesdays, and then most Saturdays, uh, as long as I'm here at the apartment in town. Um, I do some gaming, so everything okay. from Xbox, GameCube, PC, 
um, play a little bit of everything. Right now, I am raging at Prince of Persia's uh, Warrior Within. Uh, I'm playing that on the GameCube with a capture card. Whoa. Uh, and Whoa, I am, that's OG I am raging at this game. <laughs> oh. Hey, GameCube, GameCube, what, 20, 20, 20 plus years ago, GameCube came out? Yeah, no, it was a 90s, it was a 90s thing. It was over 20 Ooh. years ago it came out, I'm pretty sure. Now, the thing I remember most about GameCube, I never had one, but Mario Kart, of course. But the thing I remember most about GameCube is that I worked with a guy, I, I was in accounting, he was in sales. And he came over and he brought me these discs, right? And he was yep. just like, here, use these for coasters. And I was like, that's a game. He's like, it's GameCube. He used to have a, like a video um, rental store that he owned. <laughs> and he would rent out video games for the GameCube. And the shit failed, you know, and I'm not dissing on him. But he had all these GameCube discs. He's like, these are coasters now. They're worthless. So my desk was covered in GameCube discs for coasters for like coffee and soda. That's what I know mostly about GameCube. <laughs> Nice, and they were, and they they were the little ones too. Yes, they were the micro they, discs. They're they only fit, like two and a half inches, three inches in diameter. They yep. fit a can of soda, the bottom of a can of soda, like it fit right on that bad boy. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So you, I'm guessing then that you have a a, a collection of of GameCube and different games that you get. I not for the GameCube. Okay. Um, I have I, I finally got around to, to I found I finally found a semi cheap uh, Mario Kart uh, Double Dash Mario Kart Let's for GameCube, um, and uh, like I said, I have uh, Prince of Persia Warrior Within. I actually got gifted that last month when I met Mistress Shanks in Michigan when I was flying through Detroit. Oh, cool! She gave me she she gifted me that in the game store, uh, which was really really nice of her. That is very uh, cool. And I have uh, a few other little things, but I, I don't, I generally only ever have Mario Kart in it. Um, Makes sense. It's, you know, it, it's not something I normally play. I have an Xbox sitting right next to it. So, um, you know, gotcha. I pull it out when, when we have a party or something, we'll go play, X, you know, um, Mario Kart. Uh, Mario Kart or something like that. Mario Kart uh, sort of like never gets old sort of game. Like that's a yeah. you can always yeah. play Mario Kart. I love that game. That's like pretty much the only thing like on the Switch and the older that's pretty much the only thing that I play on those is the the Mario Kart. Like my daughter has a Switch and the only time that I have ever played it is playing Mario Kart with her. So that's Saturdays. Um I do some random streams from time to time. I used to do like um there was a week, probably in, when was that, like last June, there was like a week where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do like an hour of Beat Saber every single night. Okay. And I was like, I still have a 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. And I would get on, and I would just be like, ah, I'm not quite tired yet, it's time to exercise. And I just get this wild bug up my ass, and I'm like, alright, it's, it's time for an hour of Beat Saber. And I'd end up streaming for two, two and a half hours. But I wouldn't get on until somewhere between nine and eleven p.m. Oh, dude! And I did that like four nights out of one week. <laughs> so you didn't sleep much that week. No, I got lots of exercise, <laughs> but I was not sleeping that week. See, I heard Beat Saber is like super exercise friendly. It it looks like a lot of fun. 
Oh, it's it's a lot of fun. There's um, actually I can I can share some clips with you later. But there's um, there I there are a couple of clips about my channel. Yeah. Uh, that are that are from from Beat Saber, um, and it's actually one of the Beat Saber is the uh, game that I would like to share with the Mocos. I did a uh, redeemed a uh, string takeover with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually going to give them, uh, or or loan them, uh, a full uh, VR setup, uh, a Steam, Steam Index, okay. the expensive one. Mm-hmm. I have a spare. <laughs> Be like, all right, this is what we're doing, dude. I, so I'm just going to give that, that whole thing to them for the stream takeover, so they can jump into VR and we can do Beat Saber and you know whatever else and. Um, and so I can share my love of VR with mm-hmm. them uh, for the stream takeover. Um, nice. And then I'll just do it on a day. I'll just take a second half of the day off work, and I will jump into my VR setup here, mm-hmm. and then I'll just join them in their That's stream. Beautiful. That's beautiful. I've, I've actually been looking into the VR setups. Um, what I do is, well, I mean, you do CAD. It's, it's different but similar with creating um, you have a definitely different parameters that you create, but me doing art that I do, there's a, uh, a thing called King spray where it's through the VR, but you're making the same motions. And with the VR, you're actually spray like tagging walls and spray painting. Uh-huh. Mirrors. Like that's the only reason why I've ever thought about getting uh, VR was just for that, because you don't oh. get arrested doing that. That's kind of a big deal. That's a big deal. Interesting, actually, interesting project. I could actually, I could add that into something I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, I've started learning Unity and 3D, 3D building for VR. Okay. Um, and one thing I would like to do, there's, there's two projects that I want to do. One is to build, um, like a workshop style VR. Um, where because there's no limits on what you can do inside VR, okay. I'd like to build a hologram table and basically build Tony Stark's workshop. So like in the first movie when he's okay. when you see the hologram table in his in his garage and uh-huh. he reaches over the table and reaches into the hologram and it assembles like the, the gauntlet assembles around his arm and he can turn the hologram like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and move his hand around and the hologram moves with it. I want to be able to do that. So like you'll in VR, you're going to look down at a table uh-huh. with a floating gauntlet sitting there and you just take your glove, your, your, your uh, hand and slide it into the hologram. And then it will move with your arm because it's VR. So what you're low key flexing on is that you're a genius. Makes sense. Okay. So, <laughs> no, it's cool. Cool. You can high key flex on that anytime you want. But, that. Um, so I didn't even know that was. I want to build a whole CAD program in there, so that you can go in in VR and instead of doing the mouse and keyboard, mm-hmm. um, you know, click on it, click on the dimension, type in your you know five point zero zero five four nine three inches or whatever. You know, and build your parametric model and snap all your faces together and build your part. Okay. You can go into VR and you have this tape, you know, this hologram <laughs> table 
where you can just like go up and, and tap on a face or like with the knuckle controllers with the index, go up and grab a face and just pull on it. And then it will just pop up a little thing that says how much, you know, how 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 far do you want this? Because it's parametric, you can tell it an exact distance. So I want it to pop up a little thing. And if you, you know, take your other hand and you just click on it, and then you use voice commands because you don't have a keyboard. Okay. So you, you grab this face of this object, you pull on it, you click on this button, and you say five inches, and you let go. And it will extrude exactly five inches and stop. That's nuts. Is and this something build this, this interactive CAD voice-activated or voice-helped program into it so that you don't have to be, uh, you know, you don't have to know all the keyboard commands and the this and the that. Mm-hmm. To do. You can just go in and just be like, I want to grab this face, and I want it to be a little wider. And if you just turn off the parametric, you just make it a 3D modeling program. So you know so what you I can love? go in and just do 3D art and like grab this face and be like, I want this face to do this weird S bend thing. Okay. And it just it's not a it just does it. So you can pull some Salvador Dolly stuff while doing yeah. your exactly. See, what, what I love is the the simplicity in which you're talking about this. It's like, no, so this is we're just gonna do this and we're gonna and I'm over here like, huh? What huh? Okay, like I'm trying to follow along and I'm picturing it and I'm liking it, but I would say there's at least 24% of the words that you use that I have no fucking clue what you said, but I love it though. Like, cause that's your feel. That's what you do. That's, you know, what you create. The question I have is, is this going to be a world that like you're in solo, you know, with your VR? Is this something that other people like you can do a virtual type meetup so you have four people in different parts of the world that have vr that can oh, meet up totally and work on do this. a multi-person get a couple people in the room sit down have a have a um a design instead of so the old school engineering is you get like a couple people sitting in a room and you got a, a whiteboard and a bunch of paper and pens right? yes yes yeah this is the new version of that okay so you so, get like three or four people anywhere in the world not even video calling anymore you can sit down put the headset on you open your eyes and you're all sitting in the same room yo that's crazy i and love then you that you can look at the table and be like well we need this face out one inch and it pops out and they're like well then that that does this and they reach out and they grab you know the other part and they rearrange stuff you know on, just on the fly and you can have a couple people that just invent something in an afternoon that's and because amazing. it's all virtual you don't have to, you know, no wait tickets, for parts. No, you don't have to yeah. build it. You can just yeah. imagine it into being oh. and then export that to something you can actually, you know, make drawings from. Dude, that's nuts. That's, that's I love that. Well, that's love that's one project I'd, I'd like to do <laughs> or hope somebody will do. Right, right. But that's, I mean, I just, I, I find that to be, because already... I've I've said many many times I love what I do I do paper I'm very I'm very uh, um, non technical when it comes to computers and stuff right like I take lead and I put it on paper and some you know some paint and you know shit like that which I love to do but I'm also very very intrigued by the world you're talking about because 
it takes, hey, I'm in Washington State, and I can meet up with a few friends that are in a 50-mile radius, and we can sit at a coffee house and draw together and enjoy, you know, that time. Whereas the level that you're going is like, yeah, I have a friend in India, UK, South America, and I'm in Nebraska, but we can all sit like we're at a coffee house and, you know, go over all this stuff and build things and communicate and do real-time the exact same way, just in a virtual realm, which I think is freaking amazing. Like, so that is crazy would awesome. Would it still be utilizing the same hand-trigger-type controller things, or would you have, like, a set of gloves that would allow you to use the full dexterity of your hands? So right now, the most advanced controllers we have are the knuckle controllers for the Steam Index. Um, Tell me more, please. It... It tracks all of your fingers. Mm -hmm. um, let me see here. Doo, doo, doo. And those at home, which uh, oh, you're not let me just grab the whole box. <laughs> is is yeah, he's literally grabbing a box full of cords, wires. It's, uh, it's and... all set up because I brought it from up from downstairs. But um, so these. These controllers, um, this outside band is kind of magnetic or something or other. It's got a bunch of sensors in it that track all of your fingers. And oh, then wow. the, the pressure plate under here also tracks all of your fingers. So while it looks like a very simple, but those again that are listening is he has on a, what is, what is that called? Uh, it's that, the knuckle controller the knuckle for controller. the Steam Index uh, VR headset. And it looks like a solid, simple piece of plastic, but that very much is not just a solid, simple piece of plastic. If it has magnetic and touch controls um, throughout the, the whole thing, that is very, very cool. Especially so because have, it looks... I have a lot of fun with these. And so with something like that, it tracks your movement to be able to, instead of having a full glove with pressure points, it actually tracks it however it does. I don't know. But if you're moving stuff with your hand and grabbing things and, and that sort of stuff, it'll it'll follow those movements in the virtual yeah, realm. Yeah, so there's, um, there's a really cute game called Moss. Okay. Uh, which you play, you play sitting down, and most of the game is looking sort of at a downward angle. Um, it completely breaks the fourth wall. You are actively a, a part of the story um, as this, like, ethereal being that helps this small mouse through the adventure. It's very okay. cute. If you ever get a chance to play it, please do. Um, but as you, in the game, you play as this ethereal creature that is much, much, much bigger than the mouse. You're actually about human size, and the, the world that you're s sitting in is mouse-sized. It's very cute. But one of the things you can do is reach out and grab blocks and pull or push or, like, turn stuff. So it tracks all of your fingers because you That's have to cool. reach out and just grab stuff okay. to manipulate it in the virtual world. It's really cool. That is awesome. See, so I, that I style know... of control is what I want to do. I know I'm behind the times on the whole VR thing. So this to me, like learning about it is is mind-blowing. Like the looking at the controller that you just had in your hand and knowing that you can in a virtual, you know, realm reach out, grab, manipulate, turn things with 
that being the sensor, that to me is is genius. It's really really cool. Now, is can you use that like in, in fill me in because this is me not knowing right with the the CAD stuff that you do. Can you use the VR to build there, or do you build with the CAD the stuff that happens in VR? Like, so right now, um, you need an engine. You have to build the environment in an engine, like a game engine, like Unity. Um, but the things you put in that world can be built in a multitude of programs, like CAD. If I wanted to build tables that are square legs with a flat top that are exactly these dimensions, I can build that in CAD, export it to a certain file type, and drag that file into Unity. Okay. But I can also just go into, like, Mesh Mixer and just freehand draw some stuff. Okay. And then put that, you know, export it to that file type and put that in Mm -hmm. Unity. Um, But right now, there's no, that I know of, there aren't any public projects where you can build in uh, sort of in in VR. I okay. know there's there there is I actually I take the back. There is one program I know of. It's a 3D painting style thing. Uh, that um, you can you basically you take a paintbrush or a spray can and you paint in 3D, it just follows your hand. Oh, wow. You can take that object and export it as a, as a 3D object. Um, that's kind of the direction, like I said, where I want to go, where I want right. to build stuff. But I don't want it to be this like very non-parametric, just willy-nilly waving my hands around. I really okay. want to be able to build, you know, square faces and, you know, draw a circle, you know, grab grab the the virtual pencil off the Mm -hmm. table, go to a face, and just draw a circle. Okay. We'll start a new sketch, draw a circle, ask me if I want to make any dimensions, and if I grab that circle and pull on it, it's going to extrude a cylinder straight off that face. So it'll become 3D. It'll it'll go from technically a 2D drawing, and then you'll be able to manipulate it to be able to be 3D exactly. or anything else you want. That's nuts. Like so, I, I, and then, and then the, the real ooh. trick to that is being able to turn that into a file that you can export, make drawings of, go to a machine shop and have them make it. That is the future is here. <laughs> this, is, this is really cool though like this is really really cool like i'm over here going i want to be able to spray paint in virtual reality and you're like yeah but i'm gonna build a universe i'm like so, holy all shit. right so 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 let me let me tell you about the second project this is a yes, personal please. project um there is a uh and i apologize if i get choked up a little bit about this um there is a place north of where i live that uh the paintball team that I play on um, has permission from the landowners to play in a set of ruins. Uh, it's like an 18, 1900 steel mill or something like that. Okay. Um, there, It's a really, really cool place. There's a lot of history there, but it's been abandoned for, you know, 200 years or something, 150 years. Okay. Um, and it's kind of treated like a personal uh, personal it's treated like a public park almost 
Okay. And there are certain places in the ruins that are very popular and also very dangerous. Um, because obviously there's no, there's no hand railings. There's no safety equipment. When stuff falls in, there's a, there, there was a 12 foot deep pit filled with garbage and probably some needles. And there's no Mm. way out except calling the fire department. If you fall in. Jeez. Okay. Okay. Uh, So like there's, so, so that's the scene. There are some very dangerous spots and we try not to go there. Right. Um, But we play in these ruins and, um, Late last fall, one of our guys that lives in the area and goes there frequently with his kids, you know, because this place is a couple miles long. It's kind of like a nature preserve public park. It's the way it's treated. He went up there and he was he sent us a, a, a video in team chat and he was like, hey, guys, uh, I just got here. I'm just going for a walk. Um, there is a backhoe, like an excavator, halfway through this building. They're tearing it down. Oh. Um, Why? Safety. Or they're, I mean, Uh, they are trying to sell the property. So if they're tearing down, if they start tearing down some of this 200-year-old concrete solid block building, Mm -hmm. uh, because it's all poured, it's not block, and some of it is too thick. So, you know, a developer doesn't want to come in and have to tear that down. So um, it was built to last. They started tearing this down. But um, we are hoping that they don't tear down the rest of it, you know, for several more years so we can keep playing there. Understandable. Um, But we have all taken so many. We've been playing the the team even before I joined. The team has been playing there for most of a decade. Like every couple weeks for most of a decade. Wow. Um, At least once a month sometimes twice a month, sometimes more, usually about once or twice a month for almost probably eight years. That is Um, amazing. We have tons of photos, and this place is tagged. Oh, I bet. Every time we go up there, walls are covered up about 15 feet on every every surface. That's about right, yeah. Um, And we we take photos of some of it sometimes. and there's been a couple times where I've ended up up there and paintball was actually canceled. So I actually just went through on those days and just photographed all of the artwork. Right. All the buildings, all the artwork, all that stuff. Because that um, is that that environment, like those buildings, that is one of the things that graffiti artists and there's a difference between the 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 kid that's gonna go paint a penis on the side of a wall compared to the person that's gonna put up a mural type graffiti art and i'm not saying oh, that yeah. there's probably plenty of penises in there as well because that's like the thing so people are like i have a space one in. is a toy the yeah. first one is a toy the but second those, one is an artist yeah those sort of environments where it's an old building but it's obviously not going to be reused it's it's dying you know like the building itself is dying is like the prime environment for graffiti artists to go because they're usually not going to get arrested you know it's it's usually not patrol going through there that's going to bust them on it they'll have a 10 to 20 foot space to be able to put up a piece and you saying that it changes all the time that is the the um the community of graffiti artists is you put up a piece say on a, a sunday right you go out there sunday you put it up if that is the prime real estate you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be painted over two weeks from then 
you know, and it's usually done respectfully where they, you know, they do a flat paint over it and then put their next piece up. Um, but that, like, I'm picturing what you're talking about. And I'm like, I've probably seen a hundred different locations, almost identical to what you're saying, you know, like an older building, but with mural type. And it's not, it's not even like, uh, in town. This is, this is out of, yeah, exactly. Not someplace you can drive to. You got to go drive park and then you got a five minute walk to get to any of these buildings. Yep. So it's out in the woods a little bit, but, um, so what I, what I want to do for this project is I want to take, uh, there's some satellites going around the earth that scan topography. Yep. And I want to take the topographic scan of about a, maybe a quarter mile square and of right over where we play mm-hmm. that includes the three, basically three buildings. Um, and I would like to do the topography Fill it full of trees, because they can look like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, put some leaves on the ground, kind of texture it out a little bit, and build this virtual environment that we can go go into these ruins without have. You know, to me, it's more like a history project. Got you. I want to go. I think I see where you're going with this. You know, put the buildings up, and then because I've got all these photos. And the team has eight years of photos of, yeah. of all the art. Mm-hmm. We could put a timeline of, you know, sit here and, you know, if you go in VR, you walk down into the tunnels and you look at the one main wall in the building, well, in the building we call tunnels. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at this one main wall, it's probably 60 feet long. It's 25 feet high and it's all not pristine there's a bunch of you know people were hitting it with m80s and pickaxes and whatever but like it's 80 feet long and and 35 feet high like at some point somebody actually took either a ladder or scaffolding down there and has painted all the way to the ceiling oh yeah that stuff has been there longer than i've been with the team and has not been painted over because it's hard to get up there but, you never uh, never underestimate a graffiti artist that wants to get their <laughs> shit clean. I'm telling you, there's so, stuff on places well, where the, the you should not put, go. <laughs> the the guy that put that piece that I'm thinking of in the upper left hand corner of that wall, he's on the team. Nice. Uh, Let's so go. one of the days that they were out there, he took the ladder down and he did. It's probably 20 feet wide and 10 feet tall, right at the ceiling. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, but uh, I, you know, if you, if you look at this wall, you kind of walk up to this little virtual pedestal and there's just a slider on it. And so you grab the slider and you can just, you know, turn the wheel or the slider or hit the button and it like wipes over the wall with a fresh picture. So we have all these pictures. I can just put the picture as a texture on the wall virtually. So you can just flip through all these photos of all these tags over the years and see what people have put up. I was going to say, uh, like, the maybe reason, even something where it's like you can slide it across like a timeline. You know, we're just generically saying from 90 to, to 2010, 
just to be able to, to slide it through and it'll flip through the pictures of yeah, the, the exactly. Beard, so. exactly. And it would all it would all be based off the metadata on the photos. So yeah, you look at the photos exactly. and it says, yeah. well, you just organize them, you put you put them all in a folder and you say organize by date, and yeah. then you just take that list and you put them on the on the timeline. Yeah. So That's the reason awesome. this is really important is like I said, they started knocking down one of these buildings. Um, and the last time I was up there, it is literally just a pile of rubble. Uh, so it's, there was, there was several places in there that were graffitied quite extensively. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to kind of preserve a little bit of that and the building and be able to go back to this, um, back to this location. I mean, I have spent probably more time at this at these ruins in the mm -hmm. last what is it now 2023 so i started going up there i think 19 about this time back in 2019 so i've been i've been going up there for 4 years okay. i've been up there probably average once a month for the last 4 years that that creates a bond like a, a so, mental yeah connection to it yeah i i had to break the news that the building was coming down to someone that occasionally plays there with us he comes down from new york uh -huh. i actually saw him last november in north carolina for a game and i was like hey man did you hear about ruins and he was like nah and i was like i gotta i gotta tell you and dude, I cried through that conversation. I'm tearing up right now. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> like I, I mm, it, so some things I think shouldn't be messed do. with. I mean, that's just me, and not just this building. You know, these buildings that you think. I think some things just shouldn't be messed with. Like they have a history, they have stuff going on. I know they're like, well, they're on prime real estate. We want to sell. Some things just leave them the fuck alone. Just, just let it be. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I just but I also like I've been there so much. Mm -hmm. I know it's it was not gonna be a matter of if, it was gonna be a matter of when. Like I said about that Got hole. You. Yeah. It's it's literally a concrete cube. It's twelve feet to the garbage. It's probably Oof. another okay. under that. And there's Ooh. no way out. There's no ladders, there's no wall breaking. It, literally, the only way out is back through the room. It used to be a water tank. Okay, okay. And it's probably, with no garbage, it's probably closer to 20 feet deep. So it's legitimately a hazard. And it's just, there's just holes in the roof with the concrete. Oh, wow. If you walk out there and you fall in, you got to call the fire department. And hope you can. So like, so like, and hope, <laughs> hope you don't you have didn't, hope you didn't, yeah. hope you didn't or, land or on your cell phone. Person. Yeah. So, or, or yeah, yeah. If you if you fall in and you're alone and your cell phone has no reception at the bottom, so yeah, I can see it from their side too. Like, it's, right. You got to do something about it, and they are I, trying I to help. So, knocking it down was the easy way to go. You know, it makes me think of the spot in Seattle called Gasworks Park. Um, Gasworks Park used to be an old gasworks huge uh -huh. you know yeah. manufacturing whatever whatever it was but they have a whole bunch of the old stuff up there and they've repainted some of it and everything else certain parts of it they just had a fence around like a, a 10 foot chain link fence which 
if you were ever uh, 16 to 19 years old, a 10-foot chain link fence does zero to keep you out. It does absolutely nothing. It actually helps you climb in easier. Uh, and that one was one that was the same sort of thing where people would climb up into it because it was amazing. All the places you could go inside these, you know, 30, 40, 50-foot structures was awesome and especially if you were homeless they gave you a spot with shelter and and some of the spaces were pretty close so you could body heat warmth your way through the night like it was amazing for for a lot of reasons but there was a lot of stuff just like you're saying where there's holes where there shouldn't be and if you fall in there you're falling 30 feet and things aren't good Um, and so they they had to um i don't know i haven't been there in a minute and by a minute, I mean like 15 years, uh, but they were talking about tearing down some of it. But it's a very known place in Seattle. If you go to Seattle and you're like, hey, where's Gasworks Park? Anybody that lives there is going to be like that way. Like, they won't be a, wait, what do you mean? What's that? No, everybody knows what Gasworks Park is. It's, it's, so I can, I can see that, yes, they, they, it's, it's going to have to. But at the same time, it sucks because it does have so much memory. It has so much connected to it. So I love that you have this idea to be able to create this, that even if, say, in 10 years, it's not there anymore, you will have a place that you can go to virtually to give you that sense of feeling, to you know put the VR glasses on and be able to see where it was that you used to spend your time and what you used to do and how you used to. Like, I love that project. I I. I think you should totally do it. I bet you a lot of other people that you play with or that have been up there that you might not even know would absolutely love that you did that project so they could go and have, you know, they have similar memories or their own memories there. That's freaking cool. And I love the idea of the timeline with the different art and the different. I might, you know, I might actually, I just had a thought. I should put a, uh, I should put a sign up up at ruins kind of like a per like a like a semi-permanent sign mm-hmm. and just you know put there's they did they put chain link uh there's the the main the old main building we call mm-hmm. it church um it's probably four or five stories tall but it's totally empty okay and there's no roof there's, it's just the brick walls, and there's no roof, and all the metal going up in the walls holding, you know, the the frame of the building. Um, they they chain linked all the entrances, so you got to climb over it to to get in. Um, I might put a sign up there asking with a link and ask people to donate photos of ruins um, back through the years. That's a and great you know, idea. Set up, a, set up a, a, a public Google folder that anybody can drop photos in and see, that's... you know, besides all the dicks I'm going to get. Right, um, right, right. You know that's if, coming. See, see if I can, you know, <laughs> get a uh, a set of photos from, you know, just everybody that goes down there. Just, just send all the dicks over to me. I've got a project for those. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just she's totally quiet until just send me all the dicks. Just pass the dicks my way. Thank you so much. Mwah. Um, 
No, I'm gonna no, I, I'm gonna start up a new website. It's gonna be is this your dick, and then I'm just gonna put <laughs> pictures of all of them on there. <laughs> or make money off of other people and just start an OnlyFans with all of their dicks <laughs> on them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make the money. Sorry. Uh, the, the, I digress. I think that's a fantastic the, uh, idea, be, though. It'll be people of Walmart, except, except oh, it's God. fun of people's dicks. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a great idea because there can be people that have been going up there for 20 years, you know, plus yep. that have older and older and older pictures. I think that's awesome. I love or, that idea. Or even, even here's an idea. Also add in, say, if any of the artists have photos of their own work, because you know damn well they took pictures. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like what I'm looking for, is the people that did the, fo- did the art and then took an immediate photo, mm-hmm. and it's nice and clean and crisp, and you can get that perfect. Because you, you know they're going to take the best friggin' photo they can of their yes, work. Yes, we like, do. Brand new, and none of it is ta- has been retagged yet. Yes, we do. And, and every graffiti artist that says they don't, it's because they don't want to tell you about it. We all have our own <laughs> private. But, you know, we don't want to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? We don't They're put that stuff trophies. all over the internet. It's okay to have trophies. But but we got the best picture you could possibly have. So, yeah. Yes. Those, so, those people, if, the, if they want to share it, those are going to be the ones that are going to give you the best pictures. Vijay, so, I honestly you know. didn't even think you fit in that bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm impressed. She's... Like, comfortably sleeping in there. She's tucked up in there. What I love is that the people that listen to the podcast regularly, they probably <laughs> have a visual, because we've explained it so many times, that there's a little cat mansion right next to Star in her office, that there's a cat sleeping in a little a little nappy spot. Um, but yeah, Fidget's the mom of all the other kittens that you see in there. So that's the mama cat. Um, and she's the biggest one in the room. Is Popcorn bigger than her yet? I think popcorn surpassed her by a half a pound. So, excuse me. I just had a thought. When doing that, is it super difficult to say throwing random animals into that virtual world? Like, say you're 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 looking, you're in the room. Deer out in the woods. I just, I just thought you know, like a cat walking by, you know, just to give it that that feel of other things moving other things yeah or just like a random cat sitting in a window up at like the middle of the building somewhere raccoons deers squirrels regularly play up there in the spring and there's we'll scare off deer as we run through the brush we'll scare up deer that's cool that would actually be there just a couple of weeks ago for new year's for our annual new year's party uh, and there was, there were, there was, uh, I think it was two bucks in the backwoods. We went looking for somebody that was hiding too well. And we went way back into the woods. Um, and we scared up a couple of young bucks up out of the brush. Uh, nice. Yeah. Way back there. So yeah, totally. Like it wouldn't be that hard to, you know, throw some birds and, and throw some deer and stuff like that. And, just the the immersive experience and sounds and I don't know what all you can do so that's why I'm just throwing stuff out there like yeah, I don't know what you can or can't so, do. So that actually brought up a really good question in my brain, which I don't really have too many of those, but like no, you, I will not make it so you can tag the deer. 
God damn it. No, that's not. <laughs> That'd be cool, though. I mean, um, why not? Come on. <laughs> no, I was going to ask, when you guys are playing up there and, like, hiding in the woods and stuff, do you have protocols and stuff, like, set in place so in case you guys can't find somebody? And especially, like, as dangerous as it is over there with having holes and shit. We've never had to call an ambulance, police, fire. We've never had to call it for us. There have been people that twisted their ankles and went home early, uh, but we've never had it. We've ne- we have never called emergency services to the ruins. Uh, other people have called the cops on us, though. Do you get in trouble for being up there in the ruins? No, no, no. We have we have the the owner lives at the end of the property. We, oh, okay. You know, if the cops wanted to, they'd go talk to them. But the cops also know us because we've been up there for eight years. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, shit, uh, after cop, eight years, you're either a ninja or... about us, and they're like, yes, we get to go see all these cool guys with the fucking cool <laughs> baseball guns. Nice. It's almost like they get a break. Cool. We get to go up and do nothing, but we're answering the call. They get a five-minute walk, you know, to, to walk back into the woods. They get to come see us. Sometimes they chat for half an hour before they leave. You know got to make like, sure you're like, not bad guys. Yeah, exactly. They're cool with us. Nice. We've scared off plenty of civilians. Now, is it a place that you need to have permission to go to? Can you just freely walk back there if you want? Like, is it uh, technically? That's, that's both the the best thing about this and the curse about this. It is wide open, and there's actually a walking trail, a public, like a, like a county walking trail, running up the side of the property. Okay. Um, so it is wide open. There are plenty of trails running through it. Um, and, and they they used to have the front end open, and people would pull up with their trailers and unload ATVs and dirt bikes and drive off into the property. And they hated that because it was they were doing it in the front end and scaring okay. all the deer out of the front end. Um so the owners, I went, I was like, hey, guys, you know, I, I've heard you didn't want this. You can go buy these, like, here's here's how you fix this. Because they kept putting, like, logs and stuff, and people would just pull them out with the ATVs. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's not quite as much that we have loud, noisy, motorized visitors, but they just come in the back now. But the owners don't care because they're two miles down the down the, the, the woods. Gotcha. Um, but the rest of it is open to walking. You can get in from literally anywhere. Gotcha. Um, and we get people in all the time because the ruins are really, really cool. Um, so we'll get people come down. There's sometimes you get weirdos. Uh, they come down and they're like, hey, man, we're shooting like a... a there was one guy that came down. He wanted photos after we walked up on him. He wanted photos with us. He was some up-and-coming wannabe rapper. And they okay. were filming a rap video in one of the buildings and we walked into the building in full combat gear, <laughs> carrying realistic looking rifles with paintball masks on and everything kind of like they kept glancing at us and then finished the video because we just kind of stood there and watched and then they were like do you guys want to be in this can we take photos with you do you want to <laughs> You know what they were trying to do? They are trying to make sure they weren't going to die, right? Because they're <laughs> like, hey, um, 
I wonder if we're going to get out without death. Let's try and be friends. <laughs> let's let's try the friend route before these guys with uh, guns and camo and, and goggles uh, shoot us. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's wide open. It's public. Um, we do, like I said, it's also a curse because while we can get in and out with no issues, it mm-hmm. means we have to be really, really careful. If you come up on somebody and they're not wearing paintball gear or even if they're playing hide-and-seek and you come up behind them or something, you got to be really careful sometimes about who you're who you're about to shoot. Got you. Got you. Because when you're not playing paintball and you get shot with the paintball, you react differently. Okay? It's Very total, much so. Total different. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play a lot of paintball uh, when I was younger, and I love, I love paintball. It wasn't – like, I went to the places where you would rent the gear and everything else, so it was different than what you do. Uh, than, than the way that you have, because you guys seem to have a lot of custom and like it's your, you know, but I would just go and rent the paintball gun and, and run around in the, the warehouses or the outdoor areas, which was a lot yep. of fun. But uh, getting hit with the paintball doesn't feel good. It's not my idea of a nice Sunday afternoon. It's a lot of fun to go do, but thin clothing, paintball, inner thigh isn't the way to go. Um, that <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I went camping once, with it was the uh, a friend of mine had a bunch of friends. Mind you, this is when I was like 17, 18 years old. Um, but he had a bunch of friends that were graduating high school, right? So they're all 18, and those the big uh, the big um, uh, uh, senior you know party that happened at the end of the year. And yeah. so we got invited to go with him, and I was like, yeah, why not, dude? A whole bunch of people my age partying in the woods. Let's just go for it. Uh, so we did, and somebody brought their paintball gun with them, and they had said to the person next to me, there was this dirt road, I'll give you a 10-second head start and one shot, and I'll give you five bucks, right? So, you know, the person got 10 seconds to run, the dude only got one shot, and if he missed, it didn't matter, the person made five bucks. And the dude was chickening out, and I'm like, five bucks, dude, I'll do it, you know, it's even if you get hit, it's five bucks, you know, like, you know I'm 17, 18 years old. I don't care. It's five bucks. That's a foot long subway sandwich. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. So I was, I was like, I'll do it. You know, he's going to chicken out. I'll do it. So I started running, you know, and I'm in my head counting, got to 10. I heard the shot cause I'm serpentine, you know, I'm bobbing and weaving. I'm doing my thing. And I heard the shot and I was like, boom, easy five bucks. Didn't hit me. No big deal. And I remember I turned, you know, cause I was going to come back and I was making a stride the inside of my thigh just back and i was like <laughs> fuck dude i jumped into the bushes like i just leaped just dove into the bushes because i'm like well they already lied on how many shots who knows how many more they're gonna do i knew my friends right um and so i'm in the bushes yelling you better not fucking shoot me again i'm gonna kick your ass like you owe me 10 bucks now you know so it's like five bucks a, a shot now for me and they're yelling, like, okay, okay, okay. So I hop out of the bushes, and I realized the guy that had the, the paintball gun, he didn't have it anymore. My buddy had walked up, grabbed it, and started shooting at me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's friends. You know, like, I got 10 bucks though. I got 10 bucks. I was like, there was two shots. One of them hit me. I'm getting my 10 bucks. But, yeah, the, the paintball is a lot of fun, but you got to be aware it's not going to – so I can just imagine someone not playing with you guys getting tagged square in the back. <laughs> You're going to have a pissed off person, a very, very angry, pissed off person. 
but that uh, the question I, I was thinking while you were talking about that and how you know people can go in there, you said the owner lives down at the end. What is like? Does the owner have a problem with the the painting? Like the you know people doing the graffiti in there? Is that something that they're like I don't like it, or that is that something that? Because I'm always thinking, um, you know, like I'm trying to get legal walls in my city, you know, like being able to go to them and say, hey, can we do this? Do they know that the people are coming and putting murals, and are they okay with it, or is it like a sneaky hidden um, thing? Most of the time, because they live at one end of the property, they have no idea who's in and out. Okay. There's no, like, they've started putting up, like, security cam signs, mm -hmm. but I'm going to tell you right now, there's there's no security cams. <laughs> it's that uh, guard dog on duty, and they have two cats. Yeah, there's... Well, I mean, well, that sign is true, because they have two <laughs> Rottweilers, uh, but the, the cams, uh, the cam signs are... Um, are, are I'm going to say 98% not true because uh, yeah. they have uh, there's no power in the woods there's no internet there's no you. Have to put up, I mean now they could be trail cams got you okay but like we've never seen any trail cams got you so it's and I don't think they care about the paint especially because they are trying to sell the property it's ruins right 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 it's, it's not gonna get torn down. Yeah. Yeah. It's not storefront. It's not even in the city. It's out in the woods. Um and I'm I'm just I'm big on and of course, you know, heavy wink, I've never spray painted anywhere illegally. But when it's stuff like that, like I'm big on, especially now because I'm I'm older, I'm not a young kid, you know, and everything else, but of going and saying, Hey, is this cool? You know, we'll we'll respectfully clean up our stuff and everything else. Like to me, a ruins like that with the owner living there would be prime to go. Hey, you know, can we put up murals? We saw that there's painting in there. We'll clean up after ourselves. Would that be okay? Um, that sort of stuff to me is is, you know, as a graffiti artist going, dude, that would be perfect because you don't have to worry about getting caught. You don't have to worry about all that stuff. Um, but it's also a matter of being respectful and polite which it seems like you know you guys are in there shooting the shit out of each other with paintballs and you know it's not like they're gonna we had one episode where when they really started to get serious about a year and a half ago about selling the place mm -hmm. it's um the owners live at the end mm -hmm. but they technically own it with all their siblings because okay. it was their father's place or something so one of the siblings came down and was really upset, uh, was, was cussing and swearing and screaming at some of our guys. Uh, and like, he was, the, he, I think he's the only one we've ever met down there other okay. than like the others we know. Uh -huh. And he, he has called the cops on people tagging them. You know, if you walk in with a backpack, yeah, and uh, and you have like a, a bandana or like a mask yeah. hanging around your neck. There's mm -hmm. only one thing you're going down. Oh yeah, to do. guaranteed. So <laughs> he's called the cops on a bunch of people. Okay, but the owners the the owners that live there, even if they cared, in this situation they wouldn't be able to do anything about it. Got you. Because it's a five minute walk from their house to the near one of you know the nearest building on the property that gets tagged. Okay. So. And you can go in kind of the middle. If you go down the walking trail, like I said, that runs down one side of the road, you can walk in the middle and no one knows you're there. Got you. 
So gotcha, yeah, gotcha, in this gotcha. situation, it doesn't really matter about the tagging. Whether e- even if they did care, they can't do anything about it because you never know who's who's there when. Got you. Yeah, I think that especially ruins like that. I again, I think that they should be left. Um, I get you know wanting to make money and and property selling and blah blah blah. I get that. Like I get why they would, you know, tear it down and sell it for couple million bucks to the highest bidder or whatever. Like, I get it. But at the same time, I wish that there was a way that stuff like that could be kept. Like, I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube of old mining towns and, you know, just ones that have been abandoned for 100 years, but they're still standing. We went to a, um, in Montana, we went to a, a, a ghost town. You know, yep. where people up until the 70s, you know, had main- lived there and maintained it, but nobody had really lived there since, like, 1910, you know, or, or yeah. 1895. Yeah. And it was really, really cool. You know, like, it would it would probably, if I found out that the place got, I've been there once, but if I found out that place got torn down, it would make me sad. I'd be like, dude, that's, it's beautiful. It's a piece of, a small piece of history, but it's a piece of history. You know, like, we don't need to tear down all of our history. We can leave some of it up. Um, you know, don't need to make parking lots out of everything. <laughs> you know, you can leave, yeah, exactly. leave a little bit of it up there. And I just, I love seeing that old, this is what happened 300 years ago, 200 years ago, 150 years ago, whenever it was built. It's neat to be able to physically see it with your eyes instead of just read about it in a history book to me. So like knowing yep. that you have this this place where you guys can go do what you do now but is really freaking old, you know, and it's still standing the weather and, you know, these parts of it like is fantastic. So you want to make and create that in a virtual world that if one day it is gone, you know, if hopefully they change their mind and they leave it there, but if one day it is gone, you guys can have that. I think that's a really noble project. I mean, not just cool, but I think that's super noble to be able to, to preserve history in that way. That's one of my uh, upcoming additional projects is all the photos that I took. Uh-huh. I've got a we... canvas. I bought, I bought myself a canvas for, for Christmas. Oh, very cool. Uh, I want to create some ghost photos. So, I, like I said, that, that, that one building is a pile of rubble. Mm-hmm. And I, I figured out, it's actually really hard. I figured out where in the building the walls were where the doorway was, where the second exit was. And I started taking photos from angles as close as I could to photos that I knew I had taken. Okay. Okay. I have have one set of photos. uh, We're inside the, there's three hallways. We're inside the center one. It's very dark. There's a, there's an open doorway at the end. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of our guys that are all dressed up down the sides of the hallway. And the only light is coming in that door. That's cool. So everyone's just kind of backlit a little bit, mm-hmm. but there's enough ambient light. You can tell all the different people kind of what stance they're standing in, how they're holding their marker. You can see just a little bit of color. So I went back to that kind of exact spot and I tried to frame the photo as best as I could to get that same shot. So now I have this pile of rubble. Everything is brilliantly lit because it's all daylight, you know, right. 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, you can see all the trees outside. You can see the rubble. You can see the trail running off down the hill. And I want to see if I can edit the ghost people 
from my photo into this new photo and kind of make this this ghost image of of you know past memories we've made at the so, rooms. So essentially, you would just be superimposing it on top of um, the new rebel picture and yeah. lowering down the opacity of it yeah. so that it's nearly transparent. Yep. For the most really part, cool. basically, yeah. That would be, I, just, I know, love that idea, out, though. Cutting out the people, cut out the doorway, mm -hmm. kind of cut a little bit of the tunnel so you can tell kind of what's going on, and then just lower that to, to like, a ghost image over top of the rubble. Yep. That'd be neat. Like I'm, I'm picturing it in my head. I think it would be really cool. That would be really cool because it would it would it would be pretty much like showing like now in the past at the same time. Yep. You know, like the instead of having to go from one to the other, it's like this was and this is. And that that concept to me is really, really cool. I like that. I really like that idea a lot. And I love that you're able to get into the same, you know, essentially the same spot. Because you knew where it was, you knew where you guys were standing, but it's very obviously two completely different pictures. <laughs> like, yep. very, yep. very different pictures. That's kind of awesome. Like, the stuff that you can do with technology nowadays when it comes to things like that, just, it blows my mind. Again, I am a either, you know, paint, paint on wall or, or pin on paper. You know, like, that's my, like, you know, I create that. I can create a 3D. I can create a flat surface. I can create a, a depth of movement. But actually being able to digitally go in and do what you're doing with this stuff is so next level. I think it's awesome. Now, what is it's it that got be, you? Oh, it's going to be a fun project. Yeah. What is it that got you into wanting to do this type of thing, like the CAD with the, the VR, like all of that stuff? Like, was there something that drew right. you to that? I'm going to answer that in total depth. As soon as I get back. Okay. <laughs> so this is a great pause right now to talk about Amber Lark art and how amazing Amber Lark art really truly is. And those of you that don't know Amber Lark art, Amber Lark, Amber Lark art is a, a powerhouse movement of art. Like Amber really, really goes in when she creates her D and D character. If you're interested, if if you like furry things and you want a fursona done, she really goes in and makes it with detail. Not just do you want them tall or short or fat, but what kind of mood they're in, what kind of colors do, do they enjoy, what is their favorite thing to do exercise wise, so that she can make the the muscles um, stretch the right way. It's it's really amazing what she does and. Star's here to tell you a little bit about her potion bottles. Oh, her potion bottles are beautiful. She has the all the different shapes and sizes and different textures that you could possibly want on a bottle. And then there's different toppers like a raven skull or just a piece of cork or a spear. If you can imagine it, she's got a topper for it. And then that's not even the cool part. The cool oh. part is when she puts stuff inside of it. Dude, she really puts stuff in those, which yes. is super neat. And she customizes it specifically to your taste. And I have also seen her customize it to a character's taste. So that the character can also have its own potion bottle. 
which is pretty cool when you're creating a D&D character and you also want to add a little extra pizzazz to it, you can have a character with their own potion bottle, customized within the game potion bottle. If you guys want to know where to find this, you can go and see Amber on twitch.tv slash amberlarkart, or you can go directly to her website, which is amberlarkart.com. Have you, you've heard of that, right, sir? Yeah, absolutely. I've been to amberlarkart.com a few times. That's wonderful. So, hey, those of you that are listening, check out amberlarkart.com. Trademark Ricky Bobby, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> there. Thank you guys for listening to the commercial. Now back to the uh, regularly scheduled programming with the one, the only, Ratsky. Michael Ratsky. Michael Ratsky, sorry. Michael Ratsky. <laughs> Michael Ratsky. <laughs> so now I'm I'm very intrigued of, because this is, uh, to me, it's, it's you got to want to do this. It isn't, it, okay, I could be wrong. You may have stumbled upon it. It may have been an accident, but it seems like the kind of thing that you got to, learn you got to put a lot of effort and energy into knowing how to do what you do um was it something that you saw before was it just oops there it is and then you jumped into it i'm I'm curious um engineering is literally in my blood okay Um, i have uh my father is a logistics engineer that designs warehouses Okay. Uh, and and logistics supply chains. My mother is a landscape architect. Very uh, cool. My mother's mother was a landscape architect. Her father was a bridge engineer and designer. Um, Whoa. Okay. My on my father's side, uh, several of his brothers have all gone into some form of engineering, either machine shops uh, or were engineers of some type. Um, I don't know too much going back on my dad's side. I do know that on my mom's side, uh, something I found out a few years ago uh, was that somebody over there was actually in the... um, uh shoot i can't remember the name of it worked uh worked at, worked down in los alamos it was working on the was working on the uh on the atom bomb oh wow oh wow okay that's a little so, bit of a big deal that that's <laughs> <laughs> so engineering in my family goes way back yeah wow um and i don't know what he did there I don't know what he did. Right, he might right. have been a for all I know. You know uh, what? I think because of the top secretness, even if you did know, don't tell us. <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> uh, it's I mean, more than fifty years. It's more than fifty years ago. It wouldn't matter. Okay, okay. That's just that's wow. That's crazy. It just be crazy. Even if you were the janitor, I'm just thinking about it to be able to say like I worked in this right here. You know what I mean? Oh, I was around you to be this a janitor. You the the security clearance you got to have is insane. Dude, like yeah, you would get to see everything. if you worked in that building, it doesn't matter what you did. You've seen some shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, engineering is in That's my nuts. blood. Um, I mean, I grew up with like cutting shit up, taking shit apart, trying to put it back together. You know, I I built a lot of my toys as a kid. Um, 
my dad has an extensive cool. tool collection. Um, and I, I, you know, I got screwdrivers for Christmas a couple of times and I, I would take random shit apart when they were being thrown away because I wanted to know what was inside. Um, that is really cool. And my dad has always um, been open about teaching me, you know, how to work on cars, how to work on motorcycles, you know, how to fix stuff. Um, I'm very much like a, uh, you know, I would rather spend five hours and $30 trying to fix a TV than, than go buy another one. Because if I can yeah, open too. the back off this TV and figure out which panel is bad, I'll just mm-hmm. replace the panel for, you know, even if it's $70, $80, that's a $400 TV I don't have right. to buy. Right. Who cares? What is my time? I'm having fun, you know, learning how this TV works. I can do this. What it, what's it matter if it takes me five hours? I don't value my time fixing a TV at $100 an hour. There's no reason for me to go get another one. So I totally hear you. when I when I fix stuff, when I build stuff, um, you know, I I just built a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. So um, as I was growing up, you know, got more and more into it, and then um, I was watching my dad do work at home a couple of times, and he pulls up this program, and he's like drawing lines and putting notes and. And he's zooming in and out, and I can see all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's really cool. And he was like, all right, well, let me, you know, let me, you can play in this when I'm done. So I was I was playing around with it. This is back in, like, late middle school. Um, <laughs> and he was, uh, he kind of gave me free reign. He was just like, just don't, don't open any files. Don't go anywhere else, you know, because this is his work laptop. This is back in late 2000s i think yeah mid 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 late 2000s so like having a laptop to take home was kind of a big deal yeah yeah because that was like like, right when i graduated and we were still using the bubble imax at my high school in 2005 yeah so he was like don't touch anything don't go anywhere but you're you're more than welcome to play in this program now that I'm, you know, now that I'm done working. Mm-hmm. And um, within a couple of days, I was like, hey, by the way, did you know you can do 3D in this program? And he was like, I guess I did, but I've never done it. And I was like, hey, I redesigned my room. Can we build this and do my room this way? <laughs> so we did. <laughs> I redesigned... That's- I was like, hey, I want to put the bed on top of the dresser, so we need to build, like, a something to do that. And I want to put my, you know, because I had gone up, I got to my room. I had this whole sheet. I had measured every piece of furniture in my room, and I had put it into this 3D model. And I was like, this is how I want to redesign my room. And they were like, it's your room, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was, like, my first big 3D project was was uh this super basic like uh colored cubes and stuff i redid my room um when i got back into public school um and then got into into high school uh i started right into the engineering stuff um 
what my my middle school teacher uh uh special education teacher was like hey um does anybody have any questions about you know signing up for classes for ninth grade you know when you go to the high school you get to pick your classes mm-hmm. you know you have to, you have to meet all these requirements but here's you know here's a whole sheet of all these classes you could take and um i was looking at it and i was like hey there's this there's this CAD class, this this engineering class for for CAD. Can I take that instead? It's not on this sheet. There's like there's like beginners CAD. Mm-hmm. Can I take that? And I don't I don't even know why it was on the sheet. And they were like, well, that's not a that's not a freshman class. You have to take this one first. Or maybe it was there because it was like a prerequisite that maybe you could take at the same time or something like that. And I was like, can I just skip these? I'm, I'm literally doing 3d design already. I'm in middle school and doing 3d design. Can I skip the drawing on paper part? I don't need to draw straight lines and practice using a ruler. And, um, I've already redesigned my room in the 3d fashion. Can I please skip the triangles? please my my uh my guidance counselor in the middle school was like no that's not how this works and my special education teacher who we went to her with all of our problems that school admin didn't want to handle i went to her and i was like hey i want to skip this and like a couple days later she pulls me out of she like scheduled an interview and pulled me out of class and we went, we took a walk to the high school and nice. she was like, here's this kid. Hey, this is Mr. Rexroth. And I went like this, cause he's like eight feet tall yep. and I'm in sixth grade, eighth grade, whatever it was. And uh, he was basketball coach too. And, um, and he was like, yeah, here's, he, he was like, yeah, here's this packet. Can you just fill this out? Um, and we'll see how, you know, I'll, I'll decide this, this basically decides whether or not you can skip the class. And, uh, it turned, he turns out it was the final for the drawing on paper class because it wasn't really about drawing straight lines. It was, can you think in 3d? Okay. Because you're, you have to draw, you know, if you draw a cube, you can see three sides. Okay. What does the other side look like? What is that? What are the other three sides? Are they squares or do they have insets or extrusions? You know, so it was like, well, if I give you a side on view and a top view, can you interpolate what that other side looks like? And so he hands me this packet. He's like, there's a spare desk. Here's a pencil. And he got to talking to the, to the, teacher that took me up there and I just kind of zoned out. I was probably only on the packet for like three minutes. If that, mm-hmm. this is the final for a freshman class. And I just, I was like, boom, 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 boom. And I was, I got up and I went to hand it to him. He was, he went to take it cause he was like, Oh, I'm being handed something. I'm in the middle of a conversation. Right. And then he realizes what he's been handed. And he was like, Oh, he checks his watch. Oh, uh, okay. He grabs his pen and he's like standing there flipping through it. And 
like he knows this off the top of his head. He's been teaching right. at the right. time he was teaching there, you know, yeah, how many times he taught this class? He knows this inside and out. And he's flipping through the pages and he doesn't even give it back to me. He's like, yeah, you can skip this class. <laughs> and we, I, later on, as we were walking back down, the uh, the teacher that had taken me up was like, yeah, I was looking over his shoulder at your paper. You didn't get anything wrong. See, that's so, badass. That's <laughs> badass. Like, you, so, he, you know he was just like, why the fuck did you guys even ask me? Like, th- this kid's going to be the TA in a minute. Like... <laughs> So, so it's funny you say that. Um, so I skipped the drawing on paper class. I went, I was like, hey, can I get into SolidWorks? Because this is like industry standard, gold standard. I want to get into the SolidWorks class. And he was like, well, I can't, I can't let you skip two classes. I can let you skip the drawing on paper because you already know how to think in 3D. But you have to go into this introductory CAD course. And it was this other program. It was basically drawing in 3D on a 2D, you know, it was an introduction to doing it virtually. Okay. Uh, he was like, well, you have to take this one before you can get to SolidWorks. Uh, I was like, all right, whatever. So I'm the only freshman in this class, and I'm teaching other kids. I'm, I'm basically tutoring other people in the class. Um, there's sophomores and a couple of juniors and a senior or two. And I was like, none of you can think in 3D. Like, why are you? Why are you here? Um, so, wait, so I got they, that class. They, I went right into the, right into SolidWorks the following year. And there's nobody else in there except seniors because it's a, quote unquote, senior level course or okay. junior level course. You have to take them in order. Uh, so there's juniors and seniors in there, and I'm a sophomore. I'm always the first one done with everything. Everything of mine is always correct. <laughs> um, so, so yes, then I he just, is a genius. You're right. Like I'm, I'm just like yeah. <laughs> continuing on. I, I you're, you're so building then, your so own. I, I get through this. I way. get through this SolidWorks course. Um, that was uh, June. So we're into junior year. I get through SolidWorks, and then in senior year, I was just like, "Hey, can I TA for you?" And he was like, you, "Yeah, dear. I told you." Sure. I called it. I called so it. I'm, I'm sitting in his class being a TA, uh, working on my dual enrollment college level CAD courses because I was going to Penn State and doing the CAD course, the advanced CAD course at Penn State because I had also skipped basic SolidWorks at Penn State. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it seems like this is literally in your blood. Like it's just something that you're drawn to. I love building shit. That's freaking. That's badass. And and I was saying you're you're you are simply just building your case on. Like I don't even have to do it. You're making my job easy on the the genius aspect of who you are. Like you're building the case. Like if if we were in a court of law. I would just be sitting back going, nah, he's got it. (laughs) Also, the reason why I smiled so hard when you handed your packet over to the teacher is because I do that shit to Potch all the time. (laughs) I will wait until he is in the middle of a phone conversation, and I'll come with an arm full of stuff and just start handing him random things. 
So there's, <laughs> there's hilarious. There, there, that is actually a thing. It if is. If you walk up to mm-hmm. just about anybody that is in a conversation and you start handing them stuff, ninety nine percent of people will unconsciously take it. Yeah. See, that's a that's a really interesting fact. I hope all of you listeners use that to your yeah, advantage. Please do. Uh, and and please abuse it and hand people shit yes. during conversations. I'm I'm talking like bananas, unnecessary. Just hand them a <laughs> banana. Just just walk up to them, hand them a freaking banana. Look, if all of a sudden banana <laughs> stock goes through the roof because everybody's buying bananas and handing them to people, you're welcome, banana stock. But just just do these. Things. I remember paper clips, I remember whatever. The first time I did it to Potch. He was in the kitchen talking to his dad on the phone, and I come up behind him, and I tap on his shoulder, and he turns around, and I handed him the controller to the TV that was on the other side of the the house, (laughs) (laughs) and I just walked away, and then I waited two minutes, came back with a soda, and handed him that. And he put the controller down and took the soda. Yeah, exactly. People will you hold on to it. The first thing you handed yeah. them, they won't even know what it is. They they haven't looked at it. They will put it down and take the next thing from you. It's hilarious. You know what? That's why. Okay, and 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 this is sort of facetious, but if you have a warehouse and there's an assembly line type thing where people have to just pass things back and forth, just put them on a phone call, and they'll just naturally start just. Passing things. You know what I mean? You'll make it work smoothly. Just give them a Bluetooth so their hands are free. <laughs> but that's okay. Like how you are with with um, with engineering, that's how I am with psychology. Not as much that my family did it, but that's my passion, right? So that whole thing about getting handed stuff, that is 100% studies on it. It is a thing. It is totally a thing. And I, you know what I like about you? This is one thing I like. We're like, hey, yeah, you can hand people stuff. And the first place you go is everybody listening, abuse that. Go fuck with people. Please go fuck with somebody right now. I love that about you. That, that is an endearing yes, quality that I enjoy. Fun. It is. It's so much it's fun. It's fun. It's not like you're going to hurt somebody. Hand them no. a banana. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's almost as fun as the one where people are like handing a shoe over to somebody who's asleep and waking them up and telling them their mom's on the phone. Oh, yeah, 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 they yeah. They put it to their face, and then they realize, like, you're a dick. You're a dick. But it <laughs> takes them a couple minutes to wake up or, you know, 35 seconds, whatever. But, but it's harmless. During that 35 seconds, they have a shoe on their side of their face, and it's great. And and they're talking into it. <laughs> Usually wondering why no one's talking back. <laughs> that concludes part one of this two-part episode. Come back on Thursday to hear the rest. Thank you and have a wonderful, wonderful week.